You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Thank you for allowing us to be part of your lives. You can be watching, you can be listening, emailing, tweeting, dial us up, all the above. Watch on YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Also, uh, 362 radio affiliates around the country. Proud to be representing you during this uh, time period. I just got an interesting email. This is Bob in Tampa, who just sent a really interesting email. If Roger Goodell wants to improve his status with fans, he should start the draft by... Anybody want to take a guess on what he should do to start the draft? Because I think this is brilliant. Let me start with brilliance. McLovin, what do you think the commissioner should do? Like, are you getting on booing himself or something like that? No. Close. Seton O'Connor Jr. the third. Oh, man. What should he do to start the draft that would be brilliant? Um, say when the season's going to start. <laughs> that would be good. That would be good, but I don't think that uh, that will happen. Uh, Paulie? I think this guy wrote this down. I think he thinks Roger Goodell should be wearing a mask when he starts the draft. A mask for safety for protection. Oh, oh, oh! And oh like, not like a gas mask. Oh, like he's been yeah. taking bong like, rips. Like a, a, sh- <laughs> a shout out to the healthcare workers of some sort. Okay, no, but I like that. If the commissioner wants to improve his status with fans, he should start the draft by having his own family boo him, so he can respond by saying, "Really, my own family?" Because isn't there a booing portion of the draft? Didn't the commissioner say that you can boo him? Yes, McLevin. Yeah, there's some Bud Light sponsorship. Oh, okay. Like every time yeah. you boo him online, but now you just ruined it because if he does it now, then it's well, he's not going to he's not going to take my advice or Bob's and Tampa's advice. I mean, he might take Bob's, but not mine. If I said, you know, you could add a little levity here. You start by welcome to the 2020 virtual NFL draft, and then his, you know, he's got twin daughters. And then they go like, boo! And then he goes, really? My own family? And then we start the draft. All righty. Never mind. No, I like it. What does Tom in Ohio think? Tom in Ohio is our insider, and uh, I can't go to him too often. I I went to him one time for a bombshell. Actually, he came to me with the the trade possibility here. By the way, if you're the Redskins, now I'm breaking down Tom in Ohio's Trade proposal. If you're the Redskins, you don't you don't want Odell Beckham Jr. You can get Chase Young. Chase Young is a local guy. Seems like he knows what's in store. Got his head straight. Got his family there with him. And I I would take him. Now, granted, Washington makes some mistakes, a lot of mistakes. But you know, if you're Cleveland and you could get Chase Young, I know I'm breaking down a trade, but that is probably really far-fetched. All right, I'm a little desperate for content. Maybe that's what it is. Um, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Daniel Jeremiah, great uh, contributor to this program and the NFL Network. He's a former uh, scout for the Ravens, Browns, and Eagles. And you can see him tonight covering the draft, ESPN, NFL Network, and ABC. That starts tonight at 8 Eastern. What is the craziest draft rumor you have heard so far, Daniel? 
Oh, well, I had heard this uh, about a week ago. It actually ended up being true because Glazer came out and, and reported it, but was that uh, Atlanta was trying like crazy to get up to number two um, to get Chase Young, which would have been so far to travel. I just couldn't conceive like what you would have to give up to go all the way up there. Um, you're talking about several first-round picks and would have been a, a heck of a move there. Obviously, I didn't think it make any sense for the Redskins to go back to 16, but that one was uh, – I, I admired Dimitrov. Hey, why not? Swing for the fences. Can't say no if you don't ask. Well, I keep asking, why isn't anybody trying to go after that? You know, and maybe that second pick overall is, is so valuable and it's going to cost you so much draft capital that it's not worth going up. But if I said to you, I can guarantee – Chase Young is a Pro Bowl defensive lineman, edge uh, rusher for 10 years. Or mm-hmm. I, I will guarantee will be a Pro Bowl quarterback three of those 10 years. Who are you taking? Um, that's a tough one, Dan. I, I would probably, I would actually still take the defensive end. Oh, I would too. I, would. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I mean I, I, it, 10 years of, of elite production at the second most important position on the field. Yeah. But it feels like we're re- we're we're willing to roll the dice on Tua with every. If I had another player at a, another position who I said he's had surgery on his ankles, he's had a hip hip surgery, and maybe he broke his hand. Uh, but hey, are you willing to invest a top five draft pick? You wouldn't do that with anybody, but a quarterback. Why? Well, I just think it speaks to what you, what everybody views as the importance of that position and the lottery ticket it is if you can be the, the, the team to keep this kid healthy. Um, so, I mean, that to me is, is all that it is. It just comes down to the position that you play. And when you, you look at the teams that are historically uh, picking up here, for the most part, they don't have the guy at that position. So a lot of these teams are picking up here multiple years, you know, over a, a period of time, and they're willing to take that risk just to try and get themselves out of this this group. And I wonder if the draft is now starting at number three you know, with the Lions. Are the Lions going to be able to get somebody who wants to come up there? And and if so, what are they what are they looking to get at the number three pick overall? If you can't get Chase Young and can't yeah. get Joe Burrow, what what are you yeah. planning on getting at three that makes it worthwhile? Well, the good news for the Lions is uh, they can use help in a lot of different areas, Dan. So <laughs> you get uh, you get Derek Brown and Jeffrey Okuda seems to be what the choice comes down to. So I've had them with Okuda, and I think their thinking is, man, they would love to trade back to five or six because they're going to get you – know, both those guys will probably still be there. They'll have their choice plus get a little sugar. Um, so I, I would think they're highly motivated to get out. The question is – you know, what are, what are the Dolphins or the Chargers going to do about moving up? I, I've got the sense for a while that I did not think the Chargers were going to move up. They were content to, to sit and wait and see what, what to hand their dealt there. They were comfortable with a couple different options. So then it comes down to the Dolphins. And, and I'd argue, look, if, if you're the Dolphins and you love one of these quarterbacks, I shouldn't use love. I've got to stop doing that with that with quarterbacks because it confuses everybody this year. Uh, if, they, if they have a passion about either Tua or Herbert, um, and you have as much draft capital as, they, as they've amassed for this year and next year, I, I don't know why you wouldn't just guarantee that you get him, even if you, you think there's a slim chance the Chargers could leapfrog it. Don't you just get to three? It won't cost you that much uh, just to make sure that you get the, the guy that you really, really like. Give me the team that's under the most pressure tonight or the entire draft. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, you know, I think that I would say the Dolphins. I mean, when you have three first-round picks, and this is the this is a rumor that I don't get. Maybe you can explain this one to me. 
So the Dolphins trade an all-pro offensive tackle, and then they trade who's going to be an all-pro or who already is an all-pro free safety. So they, they trade these really talented position players so that they can get all these draft picks so they can trade these draft picks to go up and get another offensive tackle they hope is going to be close to as good as the guy that they traded away. That makes absolutely no sense to me. <laughs> um, well, it feels like these offensive tackles, there's going to be a run on offensive tackles. There's going to be a run on wide receivers. I don't think there'll be necessarily a run on quarterbacks because it'll be Burrow for sure, and then maybe it's either Tua or Herbert and Jordan Love a little bit later on. But it, it feels like there's going to be some pockets in this draft that are going to be a little slow, uh, not too exciting there. And you're right. I, I don't understand the Dolphins' philosophy and what they want to do. Uh, you know, But Tunsil was going to cost you an, an awful lot of money, and they didn't want to keep him. Uh, but as far as you want to trade up to get an offensive tackle instead of just – there's enough offensive tackles that could fall into your lap that – you don't waste any of uh, these other draft picks here. That That's the only thing. I yeah. Is there a big separation yeah. between these offensive tackles? Uh, I look, I, I think there's, I think there's three that I, that I really, really like Andrew Thomas. Some teams are a little bit higher on him than I am, but he's going to be a starting tackle. Now I went to Appalachian state, Dan, so I'm not great at math, but if you have the fifth pick and we know Joe Burrow's going number one, and we agree there are four really good offensive tackles in this draft. Yeah. Why are you trading up to get one? And unless you say he's the next Anthony Munoz, then and, and we've yeah. seen, you know, we were talking about this, Daniel. There have been a lot of offensive tackles taken who have been bust recently mm-hmm. and taken mm-hmm. high because I think it's hard to handicap how an offensive tackle in college is going to be able to play the position, which you're playing a different position really in the way NFL blocking and the way college is. It's hard to go, that guy is going to be great in the NFL. Now, we've had some guys really good. It's hard to find great offensive linemen, or at least that you go, I'm going to spend a high draft pick on these guys. You could have an Eric Fisher here, you know, or you mm-hmm. could get, uh, you know, McClinchy. Yeah, Greg Robinson was, was really good. Uh, it feels like you can get a guard or a center and feel more confident than you can a tackle. Why is that? Well, I think when you look at the way the college games play with so many tunnel screens and bubble screens and spread you out, get the ball out, it kind of eliminates these guys having to really, really pass protect for an extended period of time, which is what you're asked to do at the NFL level. Now, uh, two things I would say. Number one is the NFL is starting to incorporate more concepts like that to, to make that a little bit easier for these kids. And the other thing I would say is I think there's a there's, I think we're quick to give up on a lot of these guys. Like D.J. Humphreys is a great example. He's not a great player, Dan, but the Falcons just re-signed him and gave him a decent chunk of money because the D.J. Humphreys they saw in year three and year four was much better than the one they saw early on. I think there's just a, there's a big adjustment period for most of these guys at tackle. Then when you're, when you're talking about interior guys, um, you know, they get to play with neighbors. You know, as a tackle, you only get one neighbor. You get two neighbors when you play inside. <laughs> Talking to Daniel Jeremiah, the NFL Network analyst here. If I told you you could find out what one team is going to do tonight, which team would that be that you wanted to know? Oh, it would easily it would be the Chargers. You, uh, because because a, a I work for them, uh, and b b all my you know family and friends that, that grew up you know as, as fans of this team keep saying you work for the team. Where are they taking? I'm like I don't know. I talked to Telesco three times a week. He didn't tell me anything. I don't know who they're taking. Who do you want um, them would, to take? Help. Well, to me, I just look at them and look at, and I know we've talked about the risk with Tua, 
But going into this kind of new era, new building, um, I, I just think him, his, his personality, putting him in with this group, it would be a big shot in the arm to everybody. Um, and then they've got to go about trying to get the offensive line fixed to protect him. But I think Tua with, with, uh, you know, with Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams and Hunter Henry and, and Austin Eckler, he's a point guard. He's a distributor, and they have a nice uh, collection of guys he could distribute the ball to. I have doubts on, on Tua, not just the medical doubts. I mean, that alone, I, I wouldn't take him. But I understand mm-hmm. if the Dolphins do it and they want to splash, if the Chargers do and they want to splash. Like, I get it. I really like the kid. Uh, but Chris Sims was killing Tua last night. I mean, he said, look, I, I like the kid. I'm just telling you he's not a top 10 talent. Uh, we've been force-fed Tua. Uh, you know, if Justin Herbert played at Alabama, would we look at Justin Herbert differently? What if Tua was at Utah State and Jordan Love was at Alabama? Like, is, we, we look at you in the system with the coach, with the results, you're playing in big games, national title games, like all of those things. But are we overinflating somebody uh, without really knowing that we're doing that? Well, I mean, I could, I could take everything that you just said and I could, I could go back to the year Deshaun Watson came out and I could put it in the exact same spot. You know, everybody said the same thing about him. He's playing, look at all these NFL wide receivers he's playing with. Um, you know, he's in all these primetime games on big stages. Um, there, there's a lot of guys. You can't penalize them for who, they, for who they played with. I can just tell you the difference to me between Herbert and Tua is I think that, that Tua plays with much more urgency. He's much more decisive. He's much more aggressive. Now, and that's not something that changes whether you put on a different helmet or not. So that to me would be the difference between those two guys. Now, Justin Herbert's bigger, stronger, more athletic. Um, I get all of that. He did not play with nearly the ca- the talent uh, that Tua did. I-, I told somebody the other day, I think Tua played with the best receiving core we've seen in college football since the Hurricanes in the in the early 2000s when they had Andre Johnson and Reggie Wayne and all those guys. I mean, it was unbelievable. But that doesn't change the fact that when I watch him, I see somebody that's very twitched up, very urgent, and plays aggressive, which are things I like. Yeah, but he plays too aggressive, and he needs to understand to take a loss, throw it away, you know, Robert Griffin got into trouble in the pros. You try to take on these guys, extend a play, and that Nick Saban was on yesterday, and he talked about Tua's always trying to make the play, make the big play. That You can't do that in the pros because he's not fast. I, I, I agree with that. He's not I, fast. I, 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 I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. And somebody uh, – I was actually talking to Pollock about this last night on the phone, and, I, and I, we were talking about his you know, inability to protect himself, and I said, you know what? He's not nearly the athlete that, you know, Kyler Murray or Russell Wilson are, but he needs to watch a lot of their tape just to see how they protect themselves. That's great. And sac- giving up giving up three or five yards is not a big deal in the grand scheme of things here, man. Get down, protect yourself. There's ways even when you throw the football and you're getting heat to be able to fall away from the hit. I mean, people used to make fun of Eli Manning, but last I checked, Eli Manning played a lot of games <laughs> without missing any for, for the way he threw the ball when he got under pressure. It's like I when, when people talk about pitching and throwing, I said, if you weren't to learn to pitch, watch Greg Maddox. You want to learn to throw? There's a lot of guys who can throw. You want to learn to play the quarterbacking position? I, you know, I'd have him watch Russell Wilson because I think he's mm-hmm. more like Russell Wilson than he is Drew Brees. I mean, Ru- yeah, Russ extends a play. Like, I... You know, I mean, Drew Brees is a pocket quarterback. He doesn't get out of the pocket. He doesn't extend. You know, if you if you're watching Tua, he's extending. He's try, He runs. He needs to watch Russell Wilson and understand how to protect yourself because that would be the guy. I'd say watch him 
and you're similar size, and you can see the success that he's had. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I agree with you. That's kind of why, the way I feel. It's just you've got to figure out a way to keep yourself on the field. I think when he stays on the field, I think he's pretty darn good. Um, but that's doesn't matter if you if you can't get out there. So yeah. that's the concern. I mean, that's you look. You're holding your breath when you take him, and and you're hoping that you get that you get that kid on the field. But there's risk. No 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 doubt about it. I don't disagree with that. Daniel goes back to the fear of taking him and the fear of not taking him. And when's the last time that we had a draft pick where we said that at that position, the fear of taking yeah. him and the fear of not taking him? What's greater? Well, I mean, that's that's. I would say Johnny Manziel was that question, right? Um, now, this is a totally different kid, and the makeup's totally different. But it was the way Manziel played stylistically was something we hadn't really seen, and it was a question of whether or not that would, uh, you know, that would translate. But I think that one was. There's teams that were like, man, I, I don't know, I don't think I can take him, but man, I'll be, I hope he doesn't go in our division because they thought he had a chance to be really good. Yeah. Um, but this is uh, this is a, it's similar but yet different. Yeah, I, I thought Johnny would be, if Jacksonville took him, that he would be a, a, a boost for that franchise that it gave them personality. I didn't realize what his personality truly was <laughs> and that he, he just wasn't committed to playing, yeah. playing the sport. But yeah. Tua, I do love. I just, I, I, I get nervous about that. You know, it's, he's not a big kid. I mean, Herbert, mm-hmm. if you said, you know, he's got injuries, well, he's still a six six kid. And he runs well. He's a better athlete than Tua is. Um, he might not be a better quarterback. Jordan Love might be a better athlete. Uh, but, I, you know, there's a mystery with him. We love the mysteries, though, when you think about it, Daniel. It's like Jordan well, you know Love what? is intriguing because we don't know much about him. No doubt. No doubt. And to me, it's almost, you know, we're trying to, we're trying to, we're trying to judge whether or not we have a good marriage without knowing who the partner is. So, you know, when, when we find out who these It's an arranged marriage with, here, Daniel. Yeah, that's what we're that's doing. True. Yeah, an that's arranged true. marriage. But, but, I mean, it's like it goes back to Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. Like, you can't find a better marriage than that for him. You know, if, if, if uh, you know, Jordan Love ended up with, you know, Sean Payton or, you know, Ooh. one of these top offensive minds that had a chance to sit and learn and develop, what if he's with Frank Reich uh, with the Colts and can sit behind Rivers for a year or two years? Like, that's unbelievable. He's got a great shot to be successful. You know, he goes to the Miami Dolphins, and they, they start him next year behind that offensive line. It's not going to go well. Why did everybody, most people, miss on Mahomes? Well, I, I can just talk about my, my, my uh, missing on him. was because when you watched him, you saw unbelievable talent, but you saw him in an offense which was a bunch of screens and scrambles. That's basically what they were doing at Texas Tech. And then it was so freewheeling and so different from anything he was going to be asked to do at the next level. That was difficult. And then the other thing I would say is I got a chance to visit with him the week of the draft for the first time. He came into our studio at NFL Network, and uh, I asked him about specific plays, like TCU, uh, Patrick, third down, you're down in the red zone, fourth quarter, kind of like what you've heard Sean McVay do when people ask him about specific plays. And he would tell me, the, the play call, the read, uh, what happened on the play, uh, what, what that led them to do later on in the game, like his recall and his intelligence was off the charts. And I think the teams that got a chance to visit with him said, okay, this kid's got all this natural talent. Mm-hmm. I know we need to work on the footwork. I know there's a lot of things that need to happen going forward, but this kid is incredibly bright and he loves football. So when you put that kind of stew together, 
um, that was the magic. But if you could have, you, you could work him out, physically work somebody out, or you could just interview him. Like, what would be more valuable? You could only pick one, but you could actually work well, him out, or you could do what you just did by saying, hey, t- give me the TCU play, the call, you know, everything you saw in the play. Like, what's going to tell you more? I can watch the tape and figure out the other stuff. To me, it's more valuable to, to sit down and visit with the kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, think that's, I think that was the... That was what made that kid so unbelievable is um, he gets, I mean, we talk about his arm. We talk about his athleticism. That dude is smart, man. I, I said this to the Danettes. There'd be Mondays where I'd come in or there'd be Sundays or Saturdays where I'd be texting them. And I'd just say, turn, uh, turn on Texas. I give them the channel and they knew that I was watching <laughs> Texas. Cause I said, I don't know if he can play in the NFL, but damn, is he fun? And it looked yep. like he was drawing up plays in the dirt and just saying, uh, you go over here and you go over here. Hey, give me about three seconds. I'll be able to make something happen here. I didn't know it would translate anywhere near what it is. Deshaun Watson, I thought, was his star. I was shocked that he was falling. Uh, Mahomes, I just saw maybe the embryonic stages of somebody who was trying to be Brett Brett Favre. And uh, (laughs) he may turn out to be better. Yeah, he's he is unbelievable. If you could get a mulligan on one uh, draft grade, I would I would submit my card for that one. Have fun tonight, and I'll try not to text you too much. Okay. Oh, Dan. I mean, if we have if we have breaks in the Wi-Fi or something goes hairy, I, I need some text messages. <laughs> I need some encouragement here. All right, I'll I'll be your audience. I'll I'll try to, to puff you up a little bit there. Have fun though. It's always great to talk to you, Daniel. I appreciate you, Dan. Thanks. That's uh, Daniel Jeremiah. He'll be working the draft for the NFL Network. When we come back, I have to have an answer for the following. The Bengals will select and keep. Justin Herbert will be drafted by. Tua will be drafted by. Jordan Love will be drafted by. I'm sure that these will come back to haunt me tomorrow. It's 23 after the hour. Phone calls coming up as well here on the Dan Patrick Show. You're checking things all the time. You check out how you look in the mirror. You're checking out your email, your Instagram, text messages. Discover says... Do something important, check your credit. And you can do it, and best of all, it's free. Discover's now offering FICO credit scores. That's the score used by 90% of top lenders, and you can do that for free, even if you're not a customer. Checking out your score won't hurt your credit. You can check each month for changes. The Discover Credit Scorecard. Free for everyone. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Chris Sims will join us on the program tomorrow. We'll let him explain why he would not take Tua Tonga Bailoa. Didn't even think he was a top 10 talent before all the injuries. Jesse Palmer from the Mothership will stop by, and the uh, former USC quarterback, former NFL quarterback Mark Sanchez will stop by as well. I saw where uh, Tom Brady thought he was going into the home of his offensive coordinator in Tampa. Uh, According to TMZ, and his offensive coordinator is Byron Leftwich, according to TMZ, on April 7th, Brady had planned to visit Byron Leftwich's home walked into the home next door without knocking. He came face-to-face with the homeowner and realized that he was in the wrong home. <laughs> uh, you're not Byron Leftwich. 
Uh, no, I'm not. Yes, Paul. Uh, hey, Tom. <laughs> if I were Tom, I would have played off by Jane. Hey, I just want to welcome, yeah. uh, introduce myself. I'm the new quarterback. Uh, see the tickets are for sale. I'm going door to door. And good luck. Go Bucks. Oh, man. That's good. Eric in California joins us. Eric, what's on your mind today? Good morning, Dan. Dan, it's Eric uh, calling from Wrecking, California. First time, long time. 5'11 and shrinking. Uh, uh, Pillsbury 215. So uh, I did need to weigh in uh, on the. Uh, actually, I'm I'm providing an exclusive scoop oh. that should have gone to my friend Rich Eisen. Oh. So, um, unfortunately, Rich was unavailable. However, with the Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning, Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, the winner of that match, and I hope you guys are ready for this, um, is going to have to take on Tony Romo and Natalie Gibbs. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, is it Natalie Golbus or Natalie Gibbs? I, I'm not familiar with Natalie Gibbs. Can you check that for me? Excuse me. Yeah. All right. Thanks. Cynthia for... Gibbs, on the other hand. Oh, yeah. Oh. Young blood. Yeah. Yeah. Young blood. All timer. All, right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Never forget. Uh, the Bengals will select and keep Joe Burrow. I don't have any doubts. Bengals will take him, and they will keep him. Justin Herbert will be drafted by the Chargers. Tua Tagovailoa will be drafted by the Dolphins. Jordan Love will be drafted by the Carolina Panthers. Ooh, saucy. Not first-round pick. Anybody else? Uh, McLovin, what do you think? I'm lockstep and sync with you. Herbert to the Chargers. Jordan Love to the Bucks at 45 or the Colts at 44. Oh, okay. Tua to the Dolphins at 26 or the Saints at 24. Uh, just because you've talked, me, you've talked me out of Tua. How can you have him going so high? I didn't talk you out of it. Chris Sims talked me out of it, and then I talked you out of it. Yeah, uh, I think if he falls in that Patriots Saints, I don't think the Patriots will take him, but he could go in the twenties. Is a lot of like mock drafters are saying now. Yeah, yeah, Seaton. If he, if the injuries are bad. Yes, Seaton. How about Herbert going before Tua, and also to the Dolphins? Yeah. Well, it feels like it's either or with that with those two guys. I if I said that Tua is going to be in the top six, or you got the rest of the draft. Everybody believe that he's going to be a top six pick. Yeah, McLovin. No, because of the injuries and yeah. the fact that he can't go to the buildings to talk to doctors. That's the only reason. But I've also read, is there a potential for a slide where there's no need after six? People it, have been saying that, yeah, ex- writing that. Yes, but I go back to what my source said. He thought Tua could go three or 23. And, and you're going to have these teams that are going to pass on him. I mean, you'll pass on him because do you want to use – if you're Carolina, do you want to use your first-round pick on Tua when you just brought in Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, Jacksonville. Like, Jacksonville, I get. Because you didn't spend anything for Gardner Minshew. And if you can have Gardner Minshew play and then have Tua come in and compete for the job, give him a year to sit out, I understand that. The Raiders, does he fit their system? You already have two quarterbacks. Probably not. 
you know, the Saints have Taysom Hill, quarterback in waiting. Would they then take, you know, two of if he was there? Would the Patriots take? I don't know. I, I, I think there's a very real chance that he starts to slip if he doesn't go to, to the Chargers. Yeah, McLevin. Why do you say Jordan loves second round? Well, no, I, I, I don't know when he's going to be taken. But I wouldn't use that, that first round draft pick on him. I just think if they could get Jalen Hurts, I would take Jalen Hurts. If if I'm a team and I'm gonna and I can get him a second or third round, Jalen Hurts to me is fascinating. He really really intrigues me. Out of all the quarterbacks, just the mystery surrounding him, because I I like him. I think how he handled Alabama was classy. Went to Oklahoma, played extremely well, and uh, that that would be somebody I'd look at and go. Let me take a chance on him as a third round pick, second round pick maybe. Uh, yeah, it's Todd. Jordan Love going to the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, just because you got Taysom Hill there, and he's—I know he's thirty, but I—I I, I just don't—I don't know if that would. And maybe you have three guys on the roster. I don't know that position because Taysom Hill is sort of that uh, Swiss Army knife there. But I, I don't know. I don't see it that way. Yeah, McLevin. Yeah, I, I can't. Taysom Hill's thirty already. He's. Yeah, I think he is thirty. Yeah. Yeah, but um, what about? Jordan Love there too has been talked about and and uh and also if Tua how about Tua there if they trade up a little bit as a project. Yeah. I mean I I don't know. We we could have speculation about the entire first round and um it's kind of silly. Yeah, Paul. I'll go Burrow to the Bengals, Herbert to the Chargers. Tua I think is going to go to Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville will trade up a couple spots and get him. Jordan Love uh Vegas with their second pick of the first round will take Jordan Love. Mm. Saucy. Okay. Well, they just brought in Mariota and you got Carr, although I don't – I think those are Band-Aid quarterbacks right now, it feels like, with John Gruden. So I'm not, not quite sure. I'm not quite sure with what John Gruden would do. Uh, Reggie in Mississippi joins us. Hey, Reg, what do you have for me? Morning, Dan. Morning. Morning. Dan. Uh, listen, I uh, just wanted to uh, get this uh, to your attention. Uh, your name was brought up last night in an episode of Brockmire, uh, where he was uh, – Hank Azaria was – Brockmire was uh, – uh, looking for somebody to introduce him uh, at the Baseball Hall of Fame. It was a pretty hilarious oh, uh, uh. episode last night, so I thought I'd uh, call in. Thanks. All for right, well, thank call. you, Reg. Did you know this, Paul? I heard this. Uh, it's tough to quote. He said, uh, screw Dan Patrick. He once defecated in the van I owned. He didn't use the word defecate. <laughs> so you were, you were referenced on Brockmire in a funny way. Maybe he's talking about the lieutenant governor of Texas and not me. Uh, he was talking about you. Oh, he was. But you... You no. didn't do that. No, I did not. Okay. Then don't worry about it. No. no. In Hank Azaria's van, but <laughs> but not Brockmeyer's. <laughs> I'm Brockmeyer. Jonathan in Arizona joining us. Hey, Jonathan. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Five, 10, 165. All right. All right. So I have a foolproof, unequivocal, surefire way for the commissioner to get applause tonight from all NFL fans. To announce at the end of the draft his resignation. <laughs> I was a little mean spirited there, Jonathan. Thank you, though. Now I just thought if his if if he comes out and his wife and his two daughters boo him, it might then you take it away. You take the weapon away. Like, hey, I get it. You're going to boo me, and that's what they always do. They boo the commissioner. It'd be funny. I just I don't know if the commissioner is 
you know, trying to provide levity. You know, they're already providing us an outlet for us to watch. You know, we get four hours where we can escape watching TV. I don't know if he has to be a stand-up comedian. Uh, all right. Uh, so we uh, got the guest list for tomorrow. We'll come back. Last call for phone calls. What we learned on the program. And anything. Oh, this day in sports history. Have all of that coming up for you here on the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Jeff in New Hampshire sent an email. Instead of his own family booing him, the commissioner could start with a Kevin from the office chili opening. (laughs) Make some people laugh. Oh, is that still one of my favorite episodes of The Office where Kevin with his famous chili and he's got this huge pot and he brings it into the office and he spills it. He starts to try to clean it up. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, boy. Uh, Finally, Major League Baseball uh, got around to spanking the 2018 Red Sox. They suspended a replay system official for a year, and then they dock them a second-round pick for using video to steal signs. Now, keep in mind, they already suspended their former manager, Alex Cora, for a year, but they say that's because of his role with the Astros. And baseball has a funny history with punishment. You know, when you think about steroids, the more testing and investigations they did, the more guys they caught, the effort to clean up the sport actually made it look even dirtier in the short term. These commissioners don't want to find the guys who are guilty. They, they would hope that they don't find somebody. But for baseball, it was worth it with steroids. I wonder if the same thing will hold true with the sign stealing. We know about the Astros, or at least we know a lot about the Astros. And now the Red Sox, you get the feeling Major League Baseball, if they really wanted to dig, you might find some other players, parties who were guilty, and other teams as well. Oh, I'm going to guess you would find other teams that have done this before. Hopefully the penalties, the embarrassment are enough to uh, deter a team from stop using video to steal signs. We'll see. They'll find new ways to cheat. This is just a temporary blip there, it feels like. But when you, you're going to suspend one guy, all of this with the Red Sox. Now we were waiting. Did they cheat or not? So it's one guy and it's the video guy. And who benefited from sealing said uh, signs here? I mean, that's what I'm curious about. Did he steal the sign just for himself? Did he he relay this to somebody? Who benefited from this? Where's the garbage cans in here? I'm confused. Feels like all of that, because we were waiting when I go, oh, boy, they're going to drop the hammer on the Red Sox, too. All right. I don't know if people are upset about this anymore. And we kept waiting. Oh, my gosh. This is when the Red Sox get it and who else is going to be brought down. And you got a video operator who was brought down. Crazy. Uh, a couple of phone calls. Uh, Tilly in Ohio. Hey, Till. Oh, well, I didn't move to Ohio, but we could throw me back in Bloomington. If yeah, you I, I was going to say you moved. A strange time for you to move, Till. So uh, Tilly well, in Bloomington. You know, being- it, being an essential employee and all, you know, still out and about selling beer, maybe I should just sell some in Ohio as well. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the confusion came because I wanted to call in your boy, Tom, the prognosticator in Ohio. Yeah. I just want to throw out, Tom, if you get this right, I'm willing to send you some beer via me. 
So, Dan, if he gets it right, if he can give you his address or, Tom, if you look me up on the Twitter, send me a message with your address, I will hook him up if he gets this right, man. That would be an amazing accomplishment. Are you selling more beer now? The liquor stores and grocery stores are killing it. Obviously, restaurants and bars aren't because they're closed, basically. But, yeah, it's... uh, it's keeping me on my toes. I will not lie. There's there's a lot going on right now, and uh, you know I'll be interested to see what the liver transplant list is like <laughs> in about a year from now with some people out there. Thank you, thank you, Tilly, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. If uh, if uh, that happens, that Tom in Ohio pulls off one of the great draft pre-draft trade proposals in history. Yes, McLovin. Seaton's point is great. Tom almost whispered it to you because he doesn't want to get caught with this inside information. Feels like he might have been in the house or the building with the person and was in another room and then giving us this exclusive. Like he called the whistleblower line or something. Yeah. He's like, hey, uh, just I, just, I have to get this information out. Source there. close to a source. Consequences be damned. Yeah. George in Arizona. Hi, George. What do you have for me today? What are you doing, Dan? Great, Six foot 116. All right. All right. I, it's a crazy thought, but uh, with all the injuries and the inability to get and really get into these guys, I think two is going to drop, and he will drop to the Patriots. Well, I don't know if he'll drop that far. They might go up and, and make a trade with the 49ers. Uh, 49ers want to move out of the first round. You know, Somebody's going to go up and and maybe grab some of these draft picks, these teams that want to get out of the first round. I thought the Niners would be taking a wide receiver. Uh, you know, you, you got that pick from the Colts, and are you going to use it on a, another wide receiver there? I also had a source who said, uh, you mentioned the possibility of the Kansas City Chiefs trading up to take Henry Ruggs out of Alabama, fastest guy in the draft. And he said, you, you only have so many go patterns in your offense, in your repertoire. You don't need to take Henry Ruggs. That doesn't make any sense. He's fast, but you need to, if you're going to take a, a wide receiver, you, you would take a, a, a guy who is more along the lines of Mike Evans, Larry Fitzgerald, where they're not going to beat you deep as much as they beat you. You know, it's, it's like, it depends on your torture. You want water torture or you want the guillotine? You know, the water torture is the guy that just keeps pounding it down the field. That Henry Ruggs is going to stretch the field. How many? T- you already got Tyreek Hill, and then you got the other sprinter uh, as well, McLevin, oh, uh, Hart- Hardman. Hardman. Yeah, yeah. So they were saying you, Ruggs is not. I said C.D. Lamb to me looks like the best wide receiver, but that's because I, you know, he didn't have other weapons like you know Alabama had. You know, Alabama's got two first round picks this year, and they may have one or two first round picks at that position next year. Uh, C.D. Lamb, to me, I thought what he did, uh, it felt like he could make something out of nothing. And I, I, I like him a lot. This day in sports history, what do you have for me, Paulie? Uh, Fritz, you already got Hank Aaron's first ever home run. So I'm going to go this day in sports movie history. Mm. One of the great baseball movies of all time was released in 1989, April 21st, 1989. So this week, Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner was released. Fast forward uh, about 20, 30 so years later, Kevin Costner is on the Dan Patrick Show, and this happened. I watched Field of Dreams just again the other day. Everyone loves that movie. It's got a lot of legs. It's going to be around forever. But I was wondering, when you're getting pitched Field of Dreams, when they're pitching you, you're at your peak of stardom, do you ever think, 
this could be really silly. Well, you think I peaked? But no, no, but like you were. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 no, 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 we can't do that. <laughs> Kevin Costner F on me. I know. I know. You think I peaked? <laughs> How do we not have a shirt? You think I F and peaked? Oh, my God. <laughs> well, if Brady had said that, then we would have it. But it's just Kevin Costner. Costner wouldn't sue us. Uh, yeah, Costner would let us. Let us make those T-shirts. Yes, Paul. The best part God. was once he caught, like realized what he said, and he he actually went back and said, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer your question here," and kind of give me that look, like, "Watch it, partner." Well, what was worse, Costner doing that to you, or Joe Montana turning on uh, McLovin when uh, he referred to him as a system quarterback? When you told Joe Montana that I had called him that before, <laughs> but, but so we're clear did. about your role in this. But but <laughs> did you call him a system well, quarterback? Well, yeah. You didn't say, whatever you do, don't say this to Joe Montana. Yeah, you did the same thing to Emmett Smith, too, who also did not like that. <laughs> but, I mean, Emmett, come on, that line was crazy in Dallas. When, when he said, I have four system Super Bowl rings? Yeah. That was great. <laughs> that, that was scoreboard. I'd never seen him mad until that moment. I'd never seen Kevin Costner mad until Paulie said that either. Oh, man. Hey, he turned on you. Any other This Day in Sports Histories? That's it. That's it. Well, he had Troy Aikman being drafted on this day, right, Todd? He did. All right. Uh, five. 31 years ago. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar played his last regular season game for the Lakers on this day. Oh. That's it. Right. Yeah. Seaton, you got something for me? <laughs> Today's a wacky one. It is. I can't wait to see how what happens I, with Tom in Ohio. Oh, man, if that would happen. Yeah, I'm sort of drunk on the draft here. Like, I'm just mm. woozy. Like, I, 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 I got to... Step away from the bar here, the draft bar. Yeah, McLevin. Are we going to get any interesting 3 p.m. texts today as a group? Should, should I keep my phone on high alert from what, for, you? From me? Yeah, you all, last year, every last couple of years, you've, you've thrown some things out in the afternoon. Oh, that's right. Around 4 p.m. Yes, that's, that's usually when, when everybody's done their jobs. You know, the people I talk to, when they've done their jobs and it, they sort of you know, take their breather, and then sometimes I'll get somebody who will download me on on something or keep an eye on this. Hey, you know what's being talked about? You know, those kind of things. Those are always fun. And then I always send them to you guys. All right. Uh, so Chris Sims tomorrow, Jesse Palmer and uh, Mark Sanchez on the program. Go around the room. What we learned. Todd, start with you. You would grab Jalen Hurts if you had the opportunity to do so. And McLovin. Uh, there's a movement to have his name is Tom in Ohio shirt. <laughs> so, if he gets this uh, trade right, then he will get one. Yes, he was the birth of a legend today. Tom in Ohio. Ohio. Paulie? Chase is a great name for a guy who goes after quarterbacks for a living. Yeah, it's like a commissioner whose last name is Stern. Uh, what we learned brought to you by LegalZoom <laughs> makes it easy to set up the right estate plan without leaving your home. Take care of your family today with the right estate plan at LegalZoom.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy the festivities. Talk to you tomorrow.